Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, It's Friday. We're going to be in the book of uh, Judges again today. We're going to be finishing up chapter 6 and um, mostly chapter 7. Probably one of the greatest military victories in recorded history. This is the victory that Gideon has over the Midianites. Um, Their army, the Midianites, were... um, too numerous to even count. Um, They were like locusts all over the land, outnumbering the Israelites um, and pretty much destroying the land and the territory. Um, And Gideon is afraid. Uh, He was weak in faith, afraid in public. He was overwhelmed by events. He was meek. He was dependent. And as we saw earlier in chapter 6, he was questioning the Lord over and over like, hey, you know what, you know, show me a sign that you're going to be with me. Show me a sign, you know, over and over and over. He he is, uh, he's scared. How many times do we face things in life that seem overwhelming to us? How many times in life do we get shocked in the, by circumstances or shocked by events? Or one phrase is, I'm just, it just blows me away. I'm blown out of the water. Um, it's sometimes we're looking at things just knowing we're going to be defeated before the battle even starts. Like, why even bother? Maybe some days you don't even want to get out of bed. Maybe some days you... You're dreading going to work. Maybe some days you're dreading going to school. Maybe some days you're dreading having to face someone or something, some event. So maybe that's a spiritual battlefield for you. Um, I think there's a spiritual battlefield for us every day. So let's look and see how Gideon handle things on his spiritual battlefield. Verse 36, Then Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, behold, I'm laying a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece alone, 
and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. So in other words, he's putting God to the test. And he's going to lay this wool out overnight. And the next day, if there's a bunch of dew on the ground, I mean, if there's a bunch of dew just on the wool, and the ground is dry, which is sort of impossible, but if that happens, then I'll know you're going to be with me. So, the next morning, God complies, and it was so. When he arose early in the next morning and squeezed the fleece, he wrung enough water from the fleece to fill a bowl with water. So, it was tons of dew on the fleece. Verse 39. So what do you think Gideon does? Gideon says to God, Let not your anger burn against me. Let me speak just once more. Please let me test just once more with the fleece. Please let it be dry on the fleece only. And on all the ground, let there be dew. And God did so that night. Next day, it was dry on the fleece only. And all on all the ground, there was dew. God is using Gideon. And normally, you know, you're not supposed to put God to the test. But God uses the faithlessness of Gideon perhaps to show us and to show the nation Israel at the time how faithful he is in the midst of our faithfulness. Sometimes when we feel like we've lost our faith, sometimes when we feel like we don't have anything else to give, sometimes we might feel our gas tank is empty. We're at rock bottom. God says, I'm faithful to you in abundance, even though you are not faithful to me. So now we come to chapter 7. This is where we've actually, Gideon's got to actually go after the Midianite army. Then Jerubbabel, which that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the spring of Herod, uh, and the camp of uh, Midian was north of them by the hill of Morek in the valley. Okay? So Gideon's men are just south to this massive Midianite army. Verse 2, The Lord said to Gideon, The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel boast over me, saying, Oh, my own hand has saved me. So in other words, God's saying, Look, you got too many people with you. Now, we learned from previous that he's got about 30,000 men with him. And that ought to made Gideon feel good. But Gideon is, is uh, as McGee says, he's probably wishing he had even more. But now God's saying, you got too many. Verse 3, Now therefore proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, let him return home and hurry away from Mount Gilead. Okay? Go home if you're scared. 
Then 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. Okay? 22,000 people left. Now Gideon's going, oh man, down to 10,000 people. Verse 4, and the Lord said to Gideon, the people are, are still too many. So the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Take them down to the water and I will test them for you there. And anyone of whom I say to you, this one will go with you, shall go with you. And anyone of whom I say to you, this one shall not go with you, shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water and the Lord said to Gideon. So God again says, everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps. You shall sit by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down to drink. Okay, so you kind of separate them based on how they're drinking the water. Verse 6. And the number of those who lapped the water, like a dog putting their hands to their mouths, was 300 men. But all the rest, the people of the people, knelt down to drink water. And the Lord said to Gideon, With the 300 men who lapped, I will save you. And give the Midianites into your hand, and let all the others go, every man to his home. In other words, now Gideon's down to 300 men. Can you imagine? He's saying, God, uh, 300 men, I don't want to, this is crazy, you know? And um, could you imagine what Gideon's commanders were saying? Gideon must look like a fool. He's going to get us, he's going to get us all killed. Verse 9, that same night the Lord said to him, Arise and go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hand. But if you're afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Purah, your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. You better believe Gideon was afraid. <clears throat> so then he went down with Purah, his servant, to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp, and the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the people of these lay along the valley like locusts in abundance. And their camels were without number. In other words, you couldn't even count them all. As the sand that is on the seashore in abundance. Okay? Scary. We're going to get creamed. We only have 300 people. Verse 13, when Gideon came, a man was telling a dream to his comrades. Okay, so Gideon is sort of overhearing now the conversation, you know, campfire conversations. And he said, behold, I dreamed a dream and behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned upside down so that the tent lay flat. And his comrade answered, this is no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, the man of, a man of Israel. God has given into his hand Midian and all in the camp. <clears throat> so in other words, the first guy tells his dream, the second guy interprets the dream, and it's a dream about Gideon. And it's a dream that verifies, is saying God is handing Midian over to Israel. To, over to Gideon. Okay? And God told Gideon he's going to he's going to hear something that's going to strengthen him. So God's using these other fellas 
to strengthen Gideon, just like God's using Gideon to strengthen us today. As soon as Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he, what did he do? He worshiped. He praised God. And he returned to the camp of Israel and he said, Arise, for the Lord has given the host of Midian into your hand. And he divided the 300 men <clears throat> into three companies and put trumpets into the hands of all, the, all of them and empty jars with torches inside the jars. And he said to them, Look at me and do likewise. When I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me then blow the trumpet also on every side of the camp and shout for the Lord <clears throat> and for Gideon. Okay, so he divides his men, surrounds the camp. They have trumpets in one hand and the torches covered with jars in the other. So Gideon and the 300 men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. So they're in the middle of the night here when they had just set the watch and they blew the trumpets and smashed the jars that were in their hands. <clears throat> now when they smashed the jars... Now the light's going to be exposed. Then the 300 companies blew the trumpets and broke the jars, and they held in their left hand the torches and in their right hand the trumpets to blow. And they cried out, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Every man stood his place around the camp, and all the army ran. <clears throat> and they cried out and fled. When they blew the 300 trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his comrade. And against all army. And the army fled as far as Beth Sheath and Zertha, as far as the border of Abel, Menatha, and Tabitha. And all the men of Israel were called out from Naphtali and from Asher and from Nasa, and they pursued after Midian. In other words, huge victory here <clears throat> against all earthly odds. Isn't it interesting? With trumpets, with jars, and with torches. Didn't even use a sword. But God confused everybody. But God's light shines through broken jars. God's light shines best through broken jars. God requires people who are not afraid to hold up the light that comes from God today. The light, like God's Word, shines best through us broken jars. God's Word, God's light, gets out, is revealed in victory for those not afraid. Not afraid to hold up the light and not afraid to sound the trumpet. The trumpet in victory, no matter what the earthly odds are. So, <clears throat> an incredibly powerful lesson, probably one of the greatest victories in military history. For us today, showing that God will fight for us, that God will fight with us, that God will be faithful even in our faithlessness. But He requires a few people who are not afraid. Remember we said there's always this thing, this tension between faith and fear. The more fear you have, the less faith you tend to have. The more faith you have, the less fear you tend to have. 
God <clears throat> asks us, he doesn't ask us to, to win the battle. He just asks us to have faith that he can win the battle. So we're going to stop here. No matter what you're going through, no matter how bad it may seem, God's asking us, have faith, let me win the battle for you. Just have faith that I can do it for you. He's done it for you. He's already defeated sin. He's already won the battle. He's just asking us to stand our ground. Stand our ground. Blow the trumpet and hold up the light. So we're going to stop here. Today's Friday. We're going to take a, a break over the weekend as we always do. And then we'll come back Monday. And I believe we're going to restart Judges again, chapter 8, as we continue our study through this great book of Judges. God bless you all on this great spiritual battlefield. And as always, keep your hearts centered on Christ. And we'll see you here next time. And as again, our prayers are again with sweet Emma. God bless you all. We'll see you here next time.